0: Hi, I'm Sonia, a newly elected MP from a fringe and quite minor political party. Today's broadcast comes from high above the Cotswolds in a Richard Branson balloon. I know oh, it's so chilly up here. How odd is today's musical theme is summer. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz.
1: Thank you, Sonia. It is chilly up here. <clears throat> <sighs> Woo, brr. But you know, I'm talking summer. Summer's right around the corner. Summer means fun as many people have sung through the years. And if summer means anything, it is the rock and roll season of the year, if you ask me. If it means anything, it means this man. Here's the new one from Brian Wilson, with the help from a couple of fellow Beach Boys. (laughs) ¶¶
0: Going through so many pieces Everything that's been happening Like changing places For someone in the
2: back of the line But not
1: He's got it. That's Brian Wilson from his album, No Peer Pressure, P-I-E-R. Brand new album. It's only been out a few weeks. It's on Capitol where Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys kind of belong. Speaking of Beach Boys, two Beach Boys are on that song. It's called The Right Time. His his uh, neighbor, Al Jardine, who he played football at Hawthorne High School. They were the Hawthorne High School Cougars. It's still there today, of course. And David Marks. David Marks lived across the street and down from the Wilsons in uh, Hawthorne, California. And David Marks, of course, is on the first two Beach Boys Capital albums, and then Al Jardine steps in, and they didn't see David Marks very often. They saw him around 1971 or 72 at a concert in Boston. He came on at the end and did, I think, Surf in USA or something with him. But you've got to remember that even though David Marks is only on the first two Beach Boy albums, and maybe a couple of singles or so, but I think just the first two albums, that still meant he got royalties from Endless Summer and Best of the Beach Boys Volume 1, 2, so on and so forth. All those records, gave David Marks some money during the years when he had David Marks and the Marksman on Tower Records, which is a capital subsidiary. So in other words, although David Marks didn't do a lot with his career, he still got money for the Beach Boys for 25, 30 odd years. And then gosh, about 10 years ago, when they realized that the the, the list of Beach Boys, uh, ex-Beach Boys, shall we say, was growing, i.e. some of them were no longer with us, witness Dennis, Witness Carl. They called David Marks back, back into the fold. It's kind of like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers having Ron Blair back on bass after Howie Epstein tr- so tragically died. You know, here it is 20 years later or something, and they asked Ron Blair to be on bass again. ACDC asked their original drummer to play drums after 20-something years. You know, they needed a new drummer. It's, it's weird how these things work. Anyway, oh, here's another weird one. The Bangles had that nice uh, English girl, can't remember her name, who was the bass player before Mickey Steele, before Annette Zelenskis. They had a girl, she played bass, she was from Britain, cute girl. And I can't remember. Anyway, they, when they were the Super Bangs and the She-Bangs, they became the Bangles, became famous. And uh, when Mickey left after, uh, I don't know, 10 years of being a Bangle, they invited that original gal back, the one whose name I can't remember. Sid, what are you talking about? Let's move along. Many people are Brian Wilson fans besides Sid Griffin, I assume besides you. John Cale with the Velvet Underground, an unlikely Brian Wilson fan, but nonetheless a definite Brian Wilson fan. From his uh, 1975 album Slow Dazzle, here's a song called Mr. Wilson, and you can hear why. I think if you listen to the backing vocals closely, you can hear Kale and Co. sing California. Yeah, a big fan of Brian Wilson's, and who isn't? Shifting gears only slightly, giving the Beach Boys a run for their money as the best American band of the mid-60s, was, of course, the Lovin' Spoonful out of New York City, but they later shifted uh, their headquarters to Los Angeles, California. They had a number one in 1966 that no one will forget called Summer in the City. The sound effects of the drills in the city and the traffic really were added so much to the record, a very evocative lyric from John Sebastian. And But At Night, It's a Different World, that bit was written by his brother, Mark Sebastian. So John only had half a song. He had heard his brother, Mark Sebastian, working on this other chorus about, But at night, it's a different world, go out and find a girl, put the two songs together, had a number one American hit, and let's hear it now.
3: City, back of my neck getting dirty and gritty. Bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking
2: half dead, walking on the sidewalk harder than a match here. Yeah. But at night, it's a different world. Go out and find a girl. Come on, come
3: on, and dance all night. by the heat, it'll be all right. And babe, don't you know it's a pity the days can't be like the nights in the summer, in the city, in the summer, in the city. Shadow in the city, all around people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk harder than a match head.
2: But it's a different world. Go out and find a girl. Come on, come on that's dance all Just fight the heat, it'll be all right, babe. Don't you know it's a in the days can't be like the nights in the summer in the city, summer
4: in the city.
1: one john sebastian was the ascap composer of the year for 1966 no less than john lennon was a big big fan of john sebastian's and when sebastian left the spoonful it really didn't work out for him after the first two so two first two or three solo records then a later hit in 76 with welcome back cotter which was number one in america that's not to be sneezed at but john sebastian is way up there he should be up there with all the crosby stills nash and young kind of guys And he's not, but he was the ASCAP Songwriter of the Year for that very busy year of 1966. And that's a pretty funky song for the folk rock group The Lovin' Spoonful. And speaking of funk, I remember in the summer of 74 when Watergate was really heating up. One of the records, the Rhythm and Blues Soul Station's urban stations like to play over and over in the United States, was uh, the JB's doing, You Can Have Watergate, Just Give Me Some Bucks and I'll Be Straight. And, of course, because it, it had a Watergate theme, that was the number one story of the day, day in and out, until August 9th, when Nixon resigned. Anyway, when I listen to this song now, You Can Have Watergate, by the J.B.s, I clearly hear Brother James Brown. Clearly. He was sitting in on the session. It, they could have released it as a James Brown record, but no, it's credit, credited to Fred Wesley and Maceo Park and all them there kind of guys. Here are the J.B.s now doing You Can Have Watergate, give me some books, and I'll be straight. You can have Watergate What a band, the JBs. Speaking of bands, how about the Funk Brothers over there at Motown? They'd they'd give them a run for their money, I suppose. Of course, the Funk Brothers were all uh, jazzing jazz musicians that did jazz gigs in nightclubs all around Detroit. They were not, strictly speaking, R&B guys. They just had the groove that they could do it. And here's one of the things they could groove on. If you think I'm going to play some white version of this song like Linda Ronstadt's valid attempt or the jam's rather sloppy but enthusiastic attempt at this song, you are nuts. Martha and the Vandellas take it away. Has that song been ripped off a lot or, or what? I don't mean like ripped off like people have done a bad cover version of. I mean people have taken this. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe the, the guys that wrote the song got it from somewhere. Who did write that song? Let's look it up here. Quick. We said we'd be quick today and have quick links between the songs. But here we are. going to take forever and a day to uh, figure out who, who wrote this song. And the answer is, says the guy that has a cataract in his left eye, it was written by... Lamont Dozier, Brian Holland, and Eddie Holland Jr., which is, of course, Holland Dozier Holland, 1963 Motown, big, fat hit in the United States. You can't argue with that. It has been borrowed by other uh, composers here, there, and everywhere. Next song, nothing to do with Motown, from the Bay Area of Torrance, South Bay, Torrance in uh, Los Angeles, California, shall we say. This is Joe Nolte and his wonderful band, The Last, with my dear friend, Vitas Matare on uh, keyboards. And uh, David Nolte, on the, he's doing his thing on the bass and a third Nolte brother whose name escapes me now because I'm an old dog and the drummer, they had a bunch of drummers in this band, I'll tell you what, but with John Harrison, they went and cut one of the first LA sort of pop punk records ever in 1978 of, of the new wave of, of the sort of punk music scene. And I tell you, it's a cracking record. It's on Bomp now. It's a reissue. It's called LA Explosion. And this is their wonderfully evocative song about summer called Every Summer Day.
2: I want to go back to when the world was free, when all my friends were just like me. Ah, Southern California, 1963. Oh, baby, do you want to take a ride with me down in the sand and the waves and the surf and the sea? The sun Summer
1: 1978, that's the last. They reunited, they're out in L.A. Vetus, my friend, is no longer on keyboards, but the, most of the Nolte brothers are there. In 2003, it came out on Bomp Records, the late Greg Shaw's label run by his ex, ex Susie Shaw. Hi, Susie. And anyway, it's a terrific record called LA, L.A. Explosion. Next song up is Jan Barry. Jan Barry of Jan and Dean, but there's no Dean on this. It's just Jan Barry. came out in '65. A beautiful single. It, it is so much the Southern California sound, which means so much to so many people in the United States of America. It just reeks of summer when you hear that Jen, Barry, Jan and Dean, Beach Boys, whoever sound. It just reeks of summer. You, you can't help but think of sunny days in the beach. Which leads me to think about, what about the people inland in California? What kind of music do they get? Eh! I don't know. Maybe maybe they enjoyed Brian Wilson as much as I do and as much as I hope you do. Right behind him was Jan Berry. Let me give you a little example. This is, as I said, Jan Berry of Jan and Dean, but without Dean, to an I can't wait to love you.
0: Yeah, I've got a strong urge to love ya, you know it keeps getting stronger see you soon I just can't hold out much longer getting tired of existing because life didn't inspire me but now you've turned my mind on since I I can't wait to squeeze you, I can't wait to hold you, I can't wait to touch you.
2: Sparks a champion. Sparks you and champions. Choose Wheaties.
3: Let's see that spark in action. Keep your eye on fleet-footed Richie Ashburn patrolling center field for the Phillies. Here's the pitch. Uh Uh-oh, it's a low-sinking liner out of a second. Looks like it's in there. Ashburn's racing in. He makes a desperate dive, And he's up with that ball. A terrific shoestring catch by Richie Ashburn. Man, oh, man, he's really got that spark. Champion Ashburn fires up with Wheaties. How about you? Remember, what sparks a champion,
2: sparks you. What sparks a champion, sparks you. And champions,
1: choose Wheaties. Breakfast of champions. I thought y'all would get a kick out of that. You know, in in America, baseball is called the, the summer game. There's the song, The Boys of Summer, which is actually based on a book about baseball, about the Brooklyn Dodgers. We're now the Los Angeles Dodgers. But the Don Henley song, The Boys of Summer, is really referencing the so-called National Pastime Baseball. So I thought you'd get a kick out of hearing a baseball commercial or a commercial that uses baseball for a breakfast cereal. From 1952, a Wheaties breakfast commercial, only here on Sid Griffin's podcast. Now, on the East Coast, they didn't really have the surf sound. They didn't have any Beach Boys or anything like that. They had something called beach music, which I've talked about last year when we did the summer show. And beach music starts somewhere, I guess, in Virginia and goes all the way down to the end of Florida. And it's hugely prevalent along the coastal towns there and wildly popular at all the universities, like the University of North Carolina, Duke University, Wake Forest, North Carolina State, South Carolina, South Carolina State, Clemson, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Blop, Savannah, Art School, all that stuff. Really huge, the beach music sound for 30 years. And it's just an East southeastern coast thing. It didn't really spread to the rest of the nation, but it's huge there. And a lot of people have stuck with that sound and only play sort of the fraternity and sorority parties of that area and the bars of there. For instance, they never play western Kentucky or west of the Mississippi or California. They just play their beach music gigs there. I'll give you an example. Uh, in fact, there's shops in the Carolinas, or there were in the vinyl days, there were shops in the Carolinas and Georgia, record stores, right, that only sold beach music. Do you dig? That's how popular it was. They only sold this one kind of music. No bluegrass, no heavy metal, no reggae, no, no jazz. Only sold beach music. Anyway, from 1966, one of the archetypal beach music hits. This is Bob Kubin and the Inman doing The Cheater.
2: say now. Look out for the cheetah. Make way for the foolhardy clown. Look out for the cheetah. He's going to build you up just to let you down. All of you girls had better stay inside your door.
3: Some more now. When he's out betraying, you hear people saying, Look out for the cheetah! Make way for the poor clown!
4: Look out for the cheetah! He's gonna build you up just to let you down!
3: Wait and see, wait and see.
2: One of these days he'll find a girl who knows all about him. She's gonna break his carefree heart and know all about him.
1: Now that's 1966. That was a hit in my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky, probably in the top 40. But, you know, in the South, that would have gotten in probably the top five throughout the Carolinas, Georgia, and so on and so forth. That's 1966, but dig this. It it lasted way, I don't know if it's still going, because I've been living in Europe for a while. But as late as 1992, the Embers had a huge hit with I Love Beach Music, a song which uh, references the titles and the musical themes of some of the big, big, big beach music hits of the past day. I'm gonna send it out to all the gang in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and all the groovy people at Tabby Allen in Georgia, just east of Savannah. They're grooving to some beach music tonight. As I said, this is the Embers from 1992 doing I Love Beach Music. And why shouldn't they?
3: Always will. There ain't no other kind of music in the world that gives me quite the thrill. Shag kind of music like you hear OD I love geek music
1: me too I'm brother
3: about music by the tams, the clovers
1: the Catalinas, the, the tams T A M S they did do the shag or baby let shag something like that well the shag is just a dance over here in Europe everyone giggled when the tams had a novelty hit with that i think it was the 80s reissue but it was just it's just a dance the shag is a dance it doesn't mean what it means over here and of course when uh Mike Myers came out with a spy who shagged me completely not controversial in the United States because shag doesn't mean the same thing. Anyway, here's the guy who knows how to shag Frank Sinatra and Ava Gardner. Whoops. Anyway. So here's Frank Sinatra. He's done so many great records and I'm a late comer to the Sinatra camp. I didn't get Frank, not in a big way. It's maybe the last 10 years or so, and now I get him and realize how fantastic some of his records are. I've talked about his album from 1970 called Watertown. Not a bad song on it. It's a song suite, a, a, a sort of a, a pop opera, if you will. But this is something from 1966, a little earliest, when Frank Sinatra was in sort of the September of his years. It was number 25 in 66 in the Billboard pop charts, but number one on both the easy listening chart and In Your Heart. A great Johnny Mercer lyric, as Only Frank Sinatra could deliver it. Here's Summer Wind.
5: The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me all summer long we sang a song and then we strolled that golden sand two sweet hearts and the summer wind kites Those days and nights They went flying by The world was new Beneath a blue umbrella sky Then softer than a piper man One day it called to you I lost you I lost you to the summer wind The autumn wind and the winter winds they have come and gone And still the day his lullabies through nights that never end my fickle friend the summer wind the summer wind one
1: I, I saw Sinatra in 78 and they said he was washed up it was a great concert if that's washed up I don't know what is man he was fantastic he was fantastic and I remember on a tune like that is one of them was coming to a close and I don't remember if was summer wind or one of his bigger hits but Sinatra said these guys are the smooth players listen to that and I knew exactly what he meant just fantastic stuff now, here's an even bigger hit record. You're going to be surprised I'm playing something kind of this, I guess, schmaltzy or middle of the road. Number one for nine weeks, my friends. Nine weeks in 1960 is Smash. It's uh, from a film called A Summer Place. So you know, I just gave away what I'm going to play. It was the archetypal summer movie starring Sandra D. and Troy Donahue. And Sandra D. and Troy Donahue are the archetypal, you know, white bred American summer film heroes you know it's come on number one song of 1960 for the whole year said billboard magazine it really shows up our more innocent days our more innocent times as i said nine weeks at number one beaten not until it was the record until 1977 when debbie boone's you light up my life was number one for 10 weeks but debbie boone talk about somebody in the where are they now file hello this is percy faith and his orchestra doing theme from a summer place I know it's schmaltzy but it was a massive hit and deservedly so now I want to get out of doing something quite so schmaltzy with a real left fielder before we wind this one up a night in Tunisia was of course a great song by Dizzy Gillespie from uh, god the late 40s I would guess when he was in his sort of bebop phrase and playing with people like Charlie Parker now when I saw that Latka and the Cosmonauts or maybe it's Laika and the Cosmonauts but I think it's Latka and the Cosmonauts they're a Finnish surf band yes that's right a surf instrumental band from Finland Yes. Yes. This is all true. I've seen them play at South by Southwest. They're just terrific. Wonderful, really funny, enthusiastic guys from Finland. Go figure that one. And I saw that they did a night in Tunisia. So I got a copy of it. This is this, the Dizzy Gillespie bebop classic. John Gillespie from Chirac, South Carolina became famous in New York as a nutty guy. So they called him Dizzy. I thought this has got to go on my summer show. It's as valid as anything Dick Dale did. It's as valid as anything the Sentinels did. I mean, this is right up there with Church Key. And this is a classic surf recording, but it's a Dizzy Gillespie song. As I said, Latka and the Cosmonauts doing Dizzy's. Dizzy Gillespie's wonderful on Night in Tunisia. Brace yourselves. It's curious, if you listen to the first three or four Beach Boy albums where they do instrumentals, their instrumentals are strictly filler. They're kind of lame. And it's even weirder when you do do a song like Carl's Big Chance. It's a Beach Boy's instrumental, and Carl never takes the lead on it. He just goes, dun, 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 dun. Kind of plays the Humpty Dumpty guitar. I mean, Latkin and the Cosmonauts they know about lead guitar. Woo! What do you say, Helsinki? Can we hear ya? Can I get a yeah? Anyway, last song of the night goes back to where we started. Uh, I thought Brian Wilson's had a pretty up-and-down checkered career since the Beach Boys. But I've decided that some of his solo records are good. I, I started off with his uh, Peer Pressure, a track from Peer Pressure, to start the show. We're going to end the show now with a Brian Wilson song from an album, Imagination. This is the title, well, not quite the title track, because it's called Your Imagination. But I saw it on YouTube, and it had footage that bizarrely featured a friend of mine, and it really a friend of mine who's no longer with us. So it really made me think. And I listened to the lyrics again. And we're going to go out tonight with the great Brian Wilson doing your imagination. Brian, we love you, brother.
5: Another bucket of sand
1: I expect he uses a little auto tune. But he's great, Brian Wilson. He can almost, I say almost, he can almost do no wrong in my eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sid Griffin. It's May of 2015. This is the most recent podcast. I wish we could do more of them and more frequently, but I'm a busy guy. Kevin Stokes, my producer, my engineer, my right arm, my dear friend of the uh, Souther Still, or Souther Still, some would say, band. He, we just can't get him. In one place for long enough to do enough of these shows. Anyway, thank you all so very much for listening. This was the summer show for this year. I suppose next year we'll have one. I'm hoping it's a wonderfully warm, groovy summer, and a wonderfully warm, groovy sunshine shines on you and your family, both literally and metaphorically, that you have a great, great summer, and dare I say a great year. I'm Sid Griffin. I'm signing off. Here comes the outro music. Oh, what a theme we've got. I'll see you in six weeks, eight weeks, something like that. Have a great summer. And don't do anything out there that I wouldn't do and wear some suntan oil too, okay? Bye-bye.